0: The Christmas season gives all of us the opportunity to be talking more easily and more comfortably with friends or family members about who Jesus is. Here's Barbara Rainey
1: this good friend of ours, had the great privilege of leading his son to Christ as a result of focusing on the names of Christ at Christmas. And I think that's what God is calling all of us to do. He's calling all of us to settle things and make things right with Him. And Christmas is a wonderful time to do that because we're naturally thinking about Jesus being born in Bethlehem. And so it's a perfect opportunity for moms and dads to help your kids understand what a decision for Christ looks like and why that's the most important decision they'll ever
0: make This is Family Life Today Our host is the president of Family Life Dennis Rainey and I'm Bob Lapine. Are you thinking and planning and strategizing about ways you could take advantage of spiritual opportunities in your family or among your friends during the holiday season? We'll talk more about that today Stay with us And welcome to Family Life Today. Thanks for joining us on the Thursday edition. It's actually the first day of December. This is the first day of the last month of the year, and the the last month we'll be celebrating our 40th anniversary as a ministry.
2: You're exactly right. It's been a great year to celebrate 40 years. Family Life has been, uh, for 40 years, the proud sponsor of anniversaries. Yeah. Not ours, yours. And uh, I read a great letter recently, Bob, of a couple who uh, you mentioned congratulating them Mm -hmm. on their 70th. That was great. 70 years of marriage. And uh, just a great letter of how their friends at church uh, heard it. And they thought, gosh, you guys are famous. You're on Family Life today. (laughs) Well, 70 years deserves a celebration. And you know what? There's another season that demands celebration as well that's Christmas. And we want to help you do a better job of doing that. But before we talk about how we're going to help you celebrate Christmas, uh, Bob, in our family, when I was growing up, we'd, we'd have a time when the family would come together around the dinner table and we'd just say, there's something important we need to talk about. And it didn't happen many times, but enough times that uh, I knew as a, as a young lad, this was important. Well, you know what? We're at a table here, kind of a dinner table of sorts. Mm-hmm. And I'm asking the listener to scoot up a chair and just listen as I uh, as I invite you to become a part of Family Life's mission. Uh, we need you. We need you to stand with us as we stand alongside you as a single person, married, parent, grandparent, with God's blueprints uh, for marriage and family. And uh, this ministry is made possible. Our mission of supporting families is made possible by uh, folks like you. And so uh, as you slide the chair up to the table, maybe you can slide your checkbook out on the table and and write a check because uh, that's what makes this broadcast possible. And I I just want folks to know we believe this is the mission of the hour Mm. for our country, and we need you. To stand with us if you believe that as well.
0: Well, and there is a significant incentive right now if you're able to help with a the donation. There's a matching gift that has been made available to us here at Family Life. And we've asked our friend, Michelle Hill, to be our matching gift monitor throughout the month of December. So can you give us the details on how the matching gift is working?
1: Sure, Bob. Here's how it works. First of all, the matching fund is one and a quarter million dollars. And when listeners make a donation in December, their donation is actually going to be tripled by money drawn from this matching gift fund. So let's say somebody gives $50. Well, we're able to draw $100 from the matching fund so that the total gift becomes $150. So I'll keep tabs on how things are going throughout the month and of course, keep you up to date.
0: Well, we will check in with you regularly throughout the month, and we'd love to have you join us in the work of Family Life. Go to familylifetoday.com, make a donation online, or call 1-800-FL-TODAY to make a year-end donation. Or you can mail your donation to Family Life Today at Box 7 little Rock, Arkansas. Our zip code is 72223, and we hope to hear from you here between now and the end of the year. We sure do.
2: And I just want to remind you, Christmas— is about family, it's about love, and it's about giving. Because for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And early in our marriage, I'll never forget, Barbara came to me and she said, you know, I am just kind of sick and tired of uh, the messages of the culture. How can we train our children to be more about gift-giving than gift-receiving. And so we put our heads together and we started asking people, and I don't know who shared it with us, but somebody, it wasn't us, originated the idea that instead of lining up all your presents that you're going to open for yourself, instead, line up all your presents that you want to give to others. In fact, I'm, I'm looking out to the audience that's out there listening to us tape this program a, right a now. A
0: small audience. We've got about five or six <laughs> it's, folks. It's, it's not... It, and, and we've got your wife, Barbara, joining us again today. So, Barbara, welcome back to Family Thank Life you. today. But, but we do have a, a small Laura. studio audience that includes your daughter, Laura.
2: Come on back in here, Laura, into the studio, and uh, give them your perspective about our gift-giving tradition at uh, the rainy household at Christmas.
0: Well, and here she is, Laura. Hello. Welcome to Family Life Today.
2: Hi, thank you.
0: Did you know you were going to be on the radio today?
3: I think I may have received a letter in the mail about it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Something from she, your Barbara. She secretly right. wants to take over.
3: Secretly? I think it's very obvious. <laughs> so
2: share with our audience what you used to think about is you used to have to get all your gifts that you were going to give rather than all the gifts you were going to get.
3: Well, honestly, it just changed the perspective between my siblings. It became kind of like a game of who's going to get to give first and which gift am I most excited about giving. Or um, I just remember thinking, oh, I know Ashley is going to love this. I can't wait to give her this gift. And so it just changed the perspective instead of thinking like, oh, I wonder what's in that box for me of I hope they like what's in this box for them.
0: Okay, but I heard a story. You could tell me whether this is true or if you remember it. I heard a story about an awful, terrible Christmas. Oh, where yes. Every, oh, you <laughs> know what amazing. I'm talking about.
3: I hope this is the one you're talking is about. Is it the
0: hairdryer yes, story?
3: It has nothing to do with me, which makes makes, <laughs> it, makes it even more, more amazing. Better, right? <laughs> so, some <laughs> of our
2: regular listeners have heard this before, but it is worth revisiting because this is a rainy. This is a rainy classic right here.
3: Well, Samuel, um, my older brother, came up with it because one year, my older sister, Rebecca, said all she wanted for Christmas was a hair dryer. Mm-hmm. All the she wanted. Thing the one thing yeah. I need this year, guys, from all of you is a hairdryer. And so Samuel thought, perfect, we'll all get her hairdryers. <laughs> and so we all got we all got a hair dryer. Maybe he went to Walmart. I can't no, remember he how... and
1: I went. Samuel oh. and I went to Kmart and we bought six hair dryers. I kept the receipt because I knew we'd be returning five. Yep. But we walked out of there, we giggled, and we laughed. It was so much fun. So it was just a, a large prank. It turned Christmas morning into something
3: that we all thought was hilarious. Lots of tears after about the third or fourth hair dryer that <laughs> Rebecca opened. Did you guys not talk to each other? What happened? How did you do this all together? And we all Thought it was great, and then it was it was not funny to were, Rebecca at were all. There,
0: were there some backup presents in the? Oh, absolutely. Okay. We all had backup presents. So to you, give her. you didn't just stick her no. with six hair dryers for good Christmas, luck.
3: right? <laughs> and
0: and it wasn't her favorite Christmas, huh?
3: No, I don't think so. I think it was probably her least favorite.
0: Probably, but the
2: the point is, we wanted our family to focus on gift giving because really Christmas is about. God giving His Son, Jesus Christ, to come and be our Savior. And what Barbara's been working on for families for the past, really, five years is to help you as a family know how to best celebrate Christmas and what God was trying to communicate through His Son, Jesus Christ. And she's done that through a series of ornaments that she's calling Adornments. All around the song, O Come Let Us Adore Him, and uh, you've now created 30 different unique ornaments that are beautiful, but also meaningful around the names of Christ.
1: Yeah, we, we have, and it's been a great privilege to be able to create these and to help families make their Christmas tree about Jesus instead of your Christmas tree looking like uh, Santa Clauses and reindeers and all kinds of things that have nothing to do with Christmas. Not that those things are bad, but those of us who worship Christ, our Christmas tree should say something about uh, Jesus. Our tree should say something about the reason for the season, which is His coming to Earth, as you said in John three sixteen, to save us and to redeem us.
2: And and one of the things that Barbara did in our family was every Christmas Eve she would wrap up an ornament. And she would give each of the kids an ornament that she'd bought a year earlier after they went on sale hmm.
1: the day after Christmas. True,
2: It really is true. Uh-huh. That's how she did it. And they were really beautiful ornaments, but none of them. I don't think a single one of them had much to do with the real reason for Christmas.
1: Well, if I could have found some, that would be what I would have purchased for our kids. One of our daughters collected angels, so I I tried to find her angel ornaments every year. So that was sort of close to the Christmas story, but there weren't too many to be found that were actually about the reason for Christmas. And so I bought other things for our
0: kids for Christmas for their ornaments. Do you remember any of the ornaments you got?
1: Oh yeah. Just opened
3: them a couple days ago.
0: Oh, because I couldn't
3: wait. I was so excited to decorate the tree. (laughs) Because this is your
0: first, um, this is your first married Christmas. That's
3: right. It is
0: with your own. Well, you had a tree when you I were single. I had a tree.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had made it a point to decorate and to make my home the festive way that I wanted it to be, even whenever I was single. And whenever I had roommates and lived with a group of five girls, we would decorate and we had Christmas parties and we did all sorts of fun things together. But this is a special year to have a first Christmas I'm married.
1: So. So,
0: so are you in charge of the tree or was there negotiation? Do oh, any, no. I,
1: I was in charge. <laughs>
0: any of Josh's old ornaments on the tree?
1: Don't know
0: if he has any. I don't know if he has. <laughs> I, I, I can see Are, what in charge a, of the tree a, <laughs> means. Uh, a, a single guy with <laughs> ornaments, Bob. I had a box of ornaments that my mom gave me. I mean, you gave really? your boys did, ornaments, the, right? The,
1: our, our sons have their ornaments that they. That I gave them when they were growing up. And yes, do they, they still
0: have. show up on their tree? Do You know, I I, yeah,
1: yes. Samuel's do because I've seen his every uh, several years, and I don't, I don't know about Ben's. I'm what? sure they're there. I just haven't noticed.
3: You them. better
0: ask Josh he has, if he has any ornaments. Right,
1: I think he probably
3: left them in the attic. He was embarrassed. <laughs> no, I, you know, wait, if he has any, we'll incorporate them in. Um, but I actually I have, a like Mom said earlier, she gave us a different ornament every year and, and truly continued on. I, I still, well, I, I didn't get I'm probably not going to get one this year. She's she's cutting me off now that I'm not married. that she's married. Uh-huh. It's over. It's, it's, all, it's all downhill from here.
2: Josh can get you an ornament. But what you've done, Barbara, is you've created now five different sets of ornaments. The first year, there were seven names. They're metal names of Christ from Luke chapter 2 and Isaiah. The second year were his royal names. These Mm -hmm. are in the shape of a crown. The third year, his savior names. We'll talk about them in just a moment, but uh, they're in the form of crosses, different crosses from different eras in history. Uh, The next year, you have the names of Jesus that we mentioned earlier in the various languages throughout the world. And then this year, you've created globes, which are his advent names that are meant to be used at Christmas to help people lead up toward Christmas Day.
1: Yeah, and you can use any of these ornaments as sort of an advent for your family if you want to. You could hang one ornament each day of the month of December if you wanted to, or you can use just the globes and hang those up once each week leading up to Christmas. So there are lots of different things you can do. But by focusing on the names of Christ, no matter which set it is, it helps you remember and focus on the real meaning for Christmas, which is that Christ came to redeem us.
0: With five different sets that you've created, do you have a favorite set?
1: <laughs> uh, that's a hard question that's to a answer. Tough one. I know. Yes, like,
0: <laughs> which, which are your kids' I favorite? do?
1: Yeah, oh. of course. Which one? The The crowns are her favorite.
3: Are the they
0: crowns. your favorite?
1: I think they are that's hard to say I mean I really don't know that I can say I do love the crowns because I love the idea of Jesus being the king and you know we don't we don't see him as king like we will someday when he comes back so I do love that but I have to say I love the crosses because the crosses remind us well,
2: now wait a second that was going to be mine
1: <laughs> well it can be yours too <laughs> I,
2: I, I I like the crosses too because they they speak of his purpose of why he came to save his people from their sins and each cross is a different cross from a different era in history. And I just think they're magnificent and beautiful. Bob, what about you? Do you have a favorite?
0: I, I'm partial to the crosses, too. I mean, I hate to kind of weigh in with the majority here, but uh, the the crosses have always been my favorite because the the cross is the centerpiece of mm-hmm. our faith that points mm-hmm. us to the gospel and and uh, what, what Jesus came to earth for. And we, we tend to think of Christmas being about a manger mm-hmm. and Easter being about a cross. But um, but we need to remember the cross at Christmas well, as well. Well,
1: they were one in Jesus' mind. Mm-hmm. I mean, he came for the purpose of dying for us. So when you look at it from God's perspective, they're inseparable, even though we celebrate them at two different times of the year.
2: We skipped over Laura. We did, I We know. didn't ask her what her do have, favorite... Do you have a favorite set, favorite?
3: Well, up until this year, the Christmas names were my favorite, but I do love the Globes. Um, I think they're different and they're unique, um, mm-hmm. and I love the colors. They really stand out on the Christmas tree, and I think it just presents a really neat opportunity for people who come um, into your home. Um, aside from all the other ones, they also present that opportunity, but um, to speak of the, the reason why Jesus came um, in a... In incredibly tangible way is a, is a unique opportunity. We,
0: we are describing these, and we ought to point listeners to our website if they'd like to see the globes versus the crosses versus the crowns versus mm-hmm. all of the different designs you've done over the years. And you can go to familylifetoday.com and click the link for the adornments to see each of the 30 ornaments that Barbara has designed over the years.
2: And I, I was looking forward to asking uh, my wife this question because I'm not sure I, I know the answer to it. Okay. Why did you pick the Savior names for the third year to help celebrate Christmas? I'm looking at these names, and and I just want to mention them. This kind of puts it in context here. Anointed One, Chief Cornerstone, Great High Priest, Lamb of God, Mediator, Messiah, Redeemer. Why did you pick? His Savior names.
1: The real reason that we picked, well, actually, so here's the, here's the story. When I was starting to create these ornaments, um, I was in conversations with a bunch of different people around the office. And I remember one day, because there are over 300 names of Christ, so where do you start? I mean, that's a long list of names. And so I was mulling all this over in my mind. And one day I was talking to Bob, and Bob said, okay, if you could only do three sets Of ornaments, three sets of Jesus' names, which ones would you do? And I knew right away what that would be. I would do his Christmas names because they're the names we know the best. I would do his royal names because those are his names that we will know better when he comes back. Mm -hmm. And then we had to do his savior names. So that's why I did those three sets first because it was sort of, it was a challenge, it was a charge from Bob. If you could only do three, which three would you do? So that's why we did those three
0: Mm -hmm. first. I had no idea. You didn't know you were influential. So we had that kind of influence. (laughs) See, I didn't know
2: the answer to the question. So the next question is, why did you pick these crosses from different eras in history? I'm holding uh the savior's name here uh, mediator and it's it's the saint thomas cross
1: I did not know when we started working on his savior names that there were so many different types of crosses I mean we tend to think of a cross it's two it's two lines or it's two bars or it's two beams intersecting in the middle Well, we know that's what the cross shape is, but when I Googled crosses, I mean, I couldn't believe how many there were. And then I clicked on some of the ones I thought were interesting, and there was a story behind them. So, it made it even more fun to not just write about the name, the individual name of Jesus that talked about his Um, Work as our Savior, but also to talk about these different crosses and why they were designed the way they were, who designed them, and what the meaning was behind them. Like the St. Thomas cross was developed by the Armenian people, and Armenia is an area in Eastern Turkey. And it's said that Thomas the disciple went to Armenia after the resurrection of Christ, that he was the one who went east to take the gospel to people. And so, they created this cross, it has a dove on the top to signify the Holy Spirit who comes to dwell within us, and they named the cross after the disciple Thomas. I did not know that, and I thought, well, what a cool story. So each one of these crosses has a similar story, why it was created, who designed it, what the name is, and why it became important in the history of Christendom throughout the last 2,000 years.
2: So what's the, what's the story behind um, the cross that bears the name
0: Messiah. It's called the Anchor Cross. I knew he was going to ask about it. He loves the Anchor Cross. <laughs> it is cross. his favorite. Yeah, when we're is. talking about favorites, oh, it's I his do. favorite. Oh, I it's do. yours
1: too, Laura? Yep. Why is it your favorite?
3: Well, and if when people buy his Savior names, you can read this in the book, but it's my favorite because in the book it says the promise of Messiah is a message of hope. And And if you keep going down, it says the anchor cross has symbolized hope since the early days of the church. And so I think around Christmas time, it's such a, you know, happy and a celebratory time, but it can also be a really hard time Mm -hmm. for a lot of people. It can be a time where, you know, you've lost a loved one. um, And so you're reminded Mm -hmm. around that time of someone that's missing in your life or something that you would like to have. If you've longed to be married or if you've longed to have children, Mm -hmm. you can't. Mm -hmm. Um, It can be a hard time of year around Christmas. And so I think that's why I love the Messiah ornament.
1: That's why we put the name Messiah on the anchor cross, because there's the verse in Hebrews 6, I believe it's verse 19, and it says, we have this hope, this sure and steadfast hope that is the anchor of our soul. And so the idea that Jesus is our anchor, that when everything around us feels like it's giving way, when we're caught in some kind of a tempest or a trial or a really difficult time, we can be confident that Jesus is with us, that he will never leave us or forsake us, and that our faith in him has been likened to an anchor. And so we put the name Messiah on the anchor cross.
2: We don't have time to look at all the names here, but the one we have to talk about if we're going to talk about Savior names is Redeemer. And uh, this is the Celtic cross. Uh, The word Redeemer is used 141 times in Scripture. And it's used 13 times in the book of Isaiah where it foretells the coming of Jesus Christ. He came to be our Savior, our Messiah, but he also came to redeem us. And I was thinking as I was reflecting on that name of the illustration given of a man who was standing before a judge guilty. And the judge declared him guilty and told him what his, what his penalty would be and at that point got up pushed back from the chair, took his robe off, pulled out his checkbook, walked around in front of the judge's bench, and wrote out the check, paid in full. That's what our Redeemer did. Mm -hmm. He came to do what you can't do for yourself. And if you're listening to us today and you don't know the Redeemer, the Messiah, the one who is the chief cornerstone, the anointed one, the one who is the Savior of the world, then you just simply need to cry out and say to him, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. There was another person who cried out that prayer. He was in the process of dying on a cross. He was one of the criminals that was executed next to Christ on the day that Christ was crucified. And Jesus turned to him and said, surely you will be with me today in paradise. And you know what? If you cry out to Jesus Christ, surrender your life to him. He will hear your prayer and he will meet you where you are in the middle of your mess and he will redeem you. He will be your Messiah. He will become your anchor in the storm.
0: We have on our website at familylifetoday.com a tab that says two ways to live and I'd encourage listeners to go and click that tab and look at what's presented there because there are only two ways to live. There is the God-centered way of living, and then there is the man-centered way of living. And each of us decides which path we're going to walk on. So again, go to familylifetoday.com, click the tab that says two ways to live. And as you read it, ask yourself the question, who or what am I living for? What's my life really all about? While you're on our website at familylifetoday.com, take a look at the resources Barbara has been working on that we've talked some about today. The uh, ornaments that have been created in past years to hang on your Christmas tree to proclaim the names of Jesus during the Christmas season, and the new set of ornaments, his Advent names. These are four globe-shaped ornaments that have four different names for Jesus. Jesus is the Son, the Messenger, the Word, and the Light, corresponding verses on each ornament. You can order any of the ornaments in the collection when you go to familylifetoday.com, Or you can call to order at 1-800-FL-TODAY, 1-800-358-6329. It's 1-800-F as in family, L as in life, and then the word today. And for those of you who have the Family Life mobile app, some of you I know listen to this program using the app. We're starting to include some devotional material for the month of December in the app, some Advent devotions, some questions you can use to uh, prompt spiritual discussions during the holiday season with friends or family members or your children, for that matter, ways to talk about Christ during Christmas. You'll find it all on the Family Life app, and the app is free. Simply go to your app store to download it. And of course, Family Life Today is available on the app every day. It's easy to tune in that way. I want to say happy anniversary today to Pastor Jason and Lady Sharita Sprill, who live in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, just up in Philadelphia for our Weekend to Remember Getaway uh, recently. Had a great weekend with listeners who came out for the Getaway. Uh, the Sprills are celebrating their 15th wedding anniversary today. They listen to Family Life Today on WFIL, and uh, we want to say happy anniversary to you guys. Hope you have a great celebration. We're all about anniversaries here at Family Life. We've been helping couples celebrate more anniversaries for 40 years now, and uh, we want to thank those of you who partner with us to make this ministry possible. We mentioned earlier the matching gift that is available during the month of December, and we hope you'll consider a year-end contribution to this ministry. You can give online at familylifetoday.com, or you can call 1-800-FL-TODAY-TO-GIVE. Or you can mail your donation to Family Life today at Box Seven One One One, Little Rock, Arkansas. Our zip code is 72223. Now, tomorrow, Barbara Rainey is going to be back with us again. We're going to continue our conversation about how we make Jesus the issue at Christmas and how we make sure that he doesn't get cluttered out you can tune in for that. I want to thank our engineer today, Keith Lynch, along with our entire broadcast production team. On behalf of our host, Dennis Rainey, I'm Bob Lapine. We'll see you back next time for another edition of Family Life Today. Family Life Today is a production of Family Life of Little Rock, Arkansas. Help for today.
2: Hope for tomorrow.